Oh, hi there, and welcome to episode four of Aphorisms. Um, this is going to be a really big week, you guys, because we got our first listener question. Um, as I've said at the end of each episode, if you have any questions about astrology or dating or horoscopes or you want to talk about some pop culture, please send in questions. DM us on Instagram, DM us on Facebook, whatever. You can find us at Aphorisms, and we have our very first one, so I'm, and it's very poignantly topical. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm saying it does. Um, plus, we're talking about the Savage X Fenty Volume 2 show. Maddie and I both have a lot of feelings. Plus, Maddie has finally caught up on Real Housewives of Potomac. All seen one season, which is good because they're coming at it with fresh eyes. And I can't remember what else we're talking about. What else do we need to talk about? Lots of things. You'll hear. Um, good stuff and some really good news for um, selling Sunset Fan. So... Stay tuned. Good morning, Maddie. Good evening, Ash. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I said good morning. That's right, right? Because it's your morning. We, so. we really need to sort this out next week. Week five, we're going to nail the intros. I'm not sure. I mean, both of us get confused about what time of day it is for the other person. Um, That's cool. But anyway, it's evening for me, which is why I'm three gins in. Three doubles. <laughs> this is going to be a hilarious episode or very bad. Yeah, three doubles. Um, how are you going? What's happening? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I. It's a lovely morning here on Gadigal Wangal country. And I realised, actually, in previous episodes, I haven't acknowledged which country I'm coming from. Yeah. So I'm going to do that at the start of episodes from now on. Um, Love you it. don't need to really do that because you're at the heart of the colonial empire. <laughs> but... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that as well. So I was just waiting. Like, what are we going to say? What? Yeah. Well, that's equally as important to acknowledge. That yeah. Yeah. I am. And um, I'm coming from Gadigal-Wangal country and I pay my respects to elders past, present and future. Good. I'm glad you said that, that we have to do that at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Also, I actually realised we've never actually talked about who we are. Should we do that episode yeah, four? We will. We will eventually. Yeah. We'll, we'll reveal it, I reckon, in due time. Yeah, I think it's unfolding. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love it. Also, Thank I'm... A- I'm good. I'm really good. And I'm excited to let you know something. Guess what? What? We've got our first question. Oh, yes. Oh, wait. So do we do question? Shall we do question first? No, I'm just letting you know because it's exciting. Oh, yeah. That's deadly. <laughs> <laughs> You're very chill person. <laughs> the chill vibes. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that that's an exciting thing that's coming. Um, we also have a lot to discuss because you have been watching some Real Housewives that you've not seen before. Uh-huh. Love it. Um, and we've got to talk about Rihanna a little bit, but I'm going to need you to focus. You, I've already lost you. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. I'm trying. Okay, get it together. Get it together. Um, do you want to read your horoscope first today? So we can check in with where you are. Yeah. 
in my mind, like, every time we do this, my mind, like, sings a song that's like, astrology hats. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had three double gin and tonics as well? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a coffee. Oh my god, I really like it. Should I ask my brother to sing that? Just do a little astrology hack. Yes. Okay. My brother messaged me and said that he likes you more. Um, my friend Hannah, who was on this, messaged me and said they really like you on this. Chris said, I think my best friend, I think I like Maddie more. And I'm getting a lot of this kind of um, messaging about this podcast. And it's kind of damaging me. <laughs> These are my people. Yeah, but the thing is that that's your mob saying that, which means, like, it's only the people that... Oh, and my cousin Trish messaged me also. She told me too. Yeah. Trish. But those people are, like, your unconditional love people. So, like, they're the only ones... (laughs) Let me tell you, it's getting a little bit more conditional by the day. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) It's the dynamic, I'm telling you. It's the dynamic that they love rude okay here's here we go so this is my horoscope for the 9th of october on no taurus mm-hmm. um on instagram yep uh so as this second day of the cancer moon is also the last quarter moon which means that we're collectively thinking of what needs to be cleared out or reorganized as we prepare for next week's libra full moon the moon and uranus also unite mm-hmm. today allowing for exciting new developments to suddenly occur. Taurus, you may have to set a boundary today if you feel like you've been overextending yourself lately and taking care of everyone except yourself. Venus, your planetary ruler, is currently in Virgo till the 27th and that's made you a bit too self-sacrificing. It's not too late to realise that and (laughs) unapologetically put your needs first. And how do you feel about that? I had so much. I had, like, back-to-back exciting news yesterday. Oh, yay. Yeah. So yesterday, so that, that that horoscope was for yesterday, my time, and apps today. Yeah. And um, yesterday I just had, like, back-to-back wins. Yay, congrats. My, with my colleagues and with my community, and we just, we had a really good day yesterday, so... That was fab. So, yes, very good. Loving the Cancer Moon much better than the Aries Moon. I think the Cancer Moon can suck a dick, but that's just my week. So I'm glad you're having a good one. Let's hear <laughs> So Scorpio Mystique, also same person, same astrologer, but Scorpio Mystique on Instagram for October 9th. Um, as a major week for setting yourself free comes to a close, uh, the moon opposes Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in Capricorn, creating an emotional conflict between your duties and your desires. Um, if they're still separate in your mind, find a way to blend the two so that the process to success feels more effortless and emotionally fulfilling. Mm. This transit will also reveal to you where others' plans and intentions may be in conflict with your own. Hold your tongue today as you allow your differences to exist without struggling to accomplish compromise just yet. Remember that Mercury is four days away from starting retrograde in our sign. God help us all. Um, so it's best to mellow out and focus on our own journey. That is accurate. <laughs> I did hold my tongue a lot today and a lot all of this week. So much that I reckon my mouth filled with fucking blood. But 
the point is, is that I left it to the side and I'm going to refresh it on next week, Monday. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's been, a, been a tough week. Um, a lot of stresses just with my life. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to make that, you know, what did it say? Like positive journey, not in conflict with each other, everything. Um, so I'm going to take a step away from like everything this weekend and hope that works. That sounds like a good approach. Yeah. Did, what was the thing about, um, uh, did they say something about making space for difference? Like, did you have a big difference of opinion with someone <laughs> or a difference of nature with someone this week? I did. <laughs> a really big one. Um, but we discussed it, um, like adults over cocktails and I think, I think we managed to discuss it in a very adult, nice way where it didn't turn into a fight. But yes, mm-hmm. that did definitely happen this week. That was pretty accurate. So you had to handle a big confrontation and I you did. managed to talk it through. Which is shocking to me. A, I don't like talking through things in the moment. Like I'd rather just leave it until I don't have an emotion about it anymore. Um, and B, if I do have to have it in the moment, I feel like normally my emotions get the best of me. And I just end up crying instead of getting my point across. But I did not cry. And I got my point across and I kept my voice like very level. And I was super proud of myself. I think that's a really hard thing to do is um, try to say how you feel without expressing how you feel, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't like mad at the other person. It just was genuinely a very difference of opinion. You know what I mean? Like we were coming out something completely opposite way. And I was like, I know I'm right. So I need to keep my tone nice so that they still listen to me because I'm definitely right about this. Yeah, Maybe the self-righteousness kept me going. The self-righteousness. Like, yeah, I felt it was important to get my point across so I was able to keep my voice very, like, measured so the other person would still listen to me, you know? Yeah. You know when people's I, voices I, start to change and you're like, I'm not listening to this anymore, I'm tuning you out, you're too, like, angry and ranty. Yeah. So I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think that's really hard to do, so good job. And Thanks. also, um, I find it really hard when people don't accept raging as a, um, <laughs> a, an appropriate form of communication. You that's would. That's very disrespectful to me, Taurus. <laughs> I think that's why I, it works, my dynamic with um, Karina, my Aries best friend, works really well because she accepts full-on rage as an appropriate form of communication and so do I. Yeah. But most people, they you're right, like they shut down or they tune out when, um, yeah. Yeah, when and that's probably like voice. you get triggered by your own stuff, I guess. I know, like I don't like when people start yelling at me because I'm like, oh, no, I don't do well with this. Like I turn into a baby and start crying. But when I do it, I'm like, listen, I'm right and you should be learning by my yelling. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I've got an astrology witchy question um, in my Instagram inbox. So my DMs, my Instagram inbox, said the old, old 32-year-old woman. Um, And it's particularly appropriate and timely. Um, So this is from actually one of my friends, Ellen, who I used to work with. And she said, I hope I didn't, she didn't want to be anonymous. I don't think she said that. Uh, She said in all caps, Mercury retrograde has really fucked me up most of 2019. And then the all caps stop. I have felt a shift in my being and feeling hardcore fire sign traits flaring. 
I've developed more of a feisty fuck it mentality towards relationships. I'm a smack bang true Taurian. What does Mercury retrograde actually do to us? So she's like been going through it and is like, I actually don't know what this is and what it does, but I feel crazy every time it happens. And I was like, babe, you're not the only one. Mercury retrograde makes everyone feel crazy. And at the moment we're in a shadow period. And this Mercury retrograde starts on October 14th and goes throughout like the Scorpio period, which God, I mean, I'm, that's a heads up warning to everyone. That could be quite hellish time for us all. But we're hoping for the best. And Mercury retrograde basically, it's not Mercury in retrograde either. Mercury goes retrograde. So it's Mercury retrograde. Um, and Mercury is the planet that controls, Jesus, let me try to remember this, my gin addled mind. Um, travel, tech, and communication. So when Mercury goes retrograde, it means it goes backwards than the way it's supposed to be sort of traveling, which means all these three aspects kind of go haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like when you communicate, if you're having an argument with someone or if you you can miscommunicate things quite easily and misexpress yourself, um, tech can go haywire. So if, like you've got to back things up, save files if you're working on something. If you're emailing someone, that's like a double-edged sword. Like make sure you're CCing the right people. Um, make sure you don't have typos, like watch what you send kind of thing. You might lose an email. These kinds of things are the stuff that all kind of get affected. So it doesn't sound like a big deal, right? Like tech, travel and communication, but actually in like today's modern world, if those three things kind of get affected, you can really fuck Mm -hmm. yourself. So if you're traveling, building extra travel time, like, you know, try and get an earlier train or whatever, if you need to be somewhere kind of build in buffer time to what you actually the time you actually need to be there and what you might normally do and for god's sake save things on your computer i feel like um a lot of the advice that you give around like retrograde and saturn returns as well (laughs) you're always like just just like go with it and prepare for it yeah and i think that is really good advice for me personally that's working so far (laughs) that's good because you you fight things i think because you, you're, well, you're resistant to change. And so when you feel the shift start to happen, you're like, no. But actually, if you go with it, it'll be less impactful. Do you know what I mean? You're right. I usually am. Um, <laughs> so that was really exciting. I'm glad we got a first question. Um, so yeah, Mercury Retrograde, get ready, strap in, take care. It's coming again? It's coming again, October 14th, through Scorpio season. So it's going to be particularly a bad one, I think. Also, with like the US election, like it's getting, we might be going the UK back into lockdown. Like it's going to be an intense period. Yeah, it's looking like potentially it's heading that way in Sydney. We've had a community outbreak over the last two days. Fuck. Um, still pretty small numbers, so not too bad, but it looks like the beginning of something. So we may uh, get locked down for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, same. We might be like, I think they're talking about we've got announcements coming on Monday. Like, things might be happening, like another lockdown. Pubs might be closing. Households can't mix. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be like how it was in March, which is so depressing. Yeah, it's a shame. Happy days. Happy days. Um, how you So, you come from a big Greek family. <laughs> I do. How long does your mum go with you not being home for Christmas? <laughs> She does not love it. She didn't love it last year. Um, she tried to get me to go home for Christmas and I had to not guilt trip her, but I had to explain to her that I was on a two-year visa 
Um, and I just really wanted to have a Christ like a wintry Christmas if I was only going to have a two year visa. Like I really wanted to stay in Europe for it. Um, which we had a really big fight about. <laughs> and then as my mum does, once she realised that there was no way she was going to win the fight, she kind of gave up and was like, fine, where are you going? So I ended up going to Copenhagen with a friend of mine. And it was like fucking amazing. Like winter wonderland. Like I don't want to be hot anymore for Christmas. I've, I've moved past that stage of my life. Like I don't ever want to be... Maybe one day, like I'll go back to having like a fun barbecue Greek lamb on the spit BG Christmas. But at the moment, I'm still about that like winter wonderland frame of mind but she did end up getting me home in january instead so i came home earlier this year you did yeah yeah i saw you You i'm also pretty sure i got corona on the way home through singapore airport i don't think you did i did we talked about this (laughs) i quit smoking after it that's how bad it was you quit smoking yeah that week because i couldn't breathe and on the A6. That's like, different. You haven't quit smoking. I have quit smoking cigarettes, like real ones. That, that was a hard one for me. Alrighty. Also, I found a Snapchat video that I sent to my friends, like, after day seven of being sick. And I was like, hey, guys, I can smell and taste again. Like, giving them updates about my illness. So, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I definitely had it. But I was in denial about it until everyone at work was like, you had it. <laughs> You still don't believe me. Go fuck yourself. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> it's not that I don't believe that you're telling, like, you're telling what I, you think is the truth. Like, I'm sure you think that's the truth. I just don't think it's true. I'm just saying. I came through Singapore at the same time where there were cases traced on the same day through Singapore airport to the okay. UK. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Such a fucking Taurus. Um, but anyway, I can't remember what my point was. Oh yeah, I came home and then I came back. So I pretty much used all of my annual leave at my job in the UK by going to Australia. Yeah. But it is what it is. Needs must. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to come to the UK to visit? Hey. Are you ever going to come to the UK and visit? When? You know, when you're allowed to. Oh, um, yeah. I will. Me and Corinne actually did talk about it, we said. Oh, my um, God. We should go and visit Af. Yeah, you should. We will go to Europe after. But I personally am no, in no rush to go to Europe. Oh, I'll come meet you somewhere else in Europe as well. It would be so fun. Yeah, okay. That sounds better. One day in the future. Yeah, one day if we ever <laughs> leave our respective continents. Yeah, I mean, I love well, mine. You will be able to if you yeah. get deported. Oh, I don't want to get deported. Don't say that. And then I think my I think my mum thought I was gonna be deported this year by Christmas because she was like, oh, "You'll be home this year, won't you?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't think so." Um, but speaking of moving to the UK, which is what I did, your friend Tina also wants to move to the UK eventually. Yes. So at least I'll have one friend. You already have friends in the UK. I don't need. I don't know why you need to import them as well. Because some of them have left, like nine, seven people have left this year that I was friends with to move other countries. Okay. So I've got to build up numbers again. I have to apologize to Tina. Yeah, you do. That's what I was about to to say. Um, Last episode, I 
um, referred to, who is probably my oldest friend, <laughs> Tienan, um, and I said they were a Sagittarius. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I always think they're a Sagittarius is because they're a Sagittarius ascendant. Um, so oh. they come across as a Sagittarius, but they're actually a Virgo. So I proceeded to refer to them as a Sagittarius, and then we proceeded to bag Virgo. Yeah, we did. So I apologize to them. Um, sorry, Tinan, you're a good mate. Um, <laughs> you're not. In revenge, <laughs> guess what he did? He's what? like, we're like having a discussion about the fact that I did this over text message, and then he just stings me with a photo of my ex-boyfriend who is now fully bald and works at a ukulele shop. Just fucking, like, just fucking shot that in there. <laughs> well, murdered, murdered me on the spot. He, he sounds like a catch. That guy. I can't believe you let him get away. Can't believe it. Oh He's God. truly the one that got away. That's sad. How long ago were you together? A long time ago. You just like sting the heart when you saw him. You were just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, I've deleted all pictures of my ex. Like, there is nothing. There is not a trace that we were ever together. And then I was thinking the other day, there was, like, one picture that we took together where I looked so pretty. And I was actually so sad that I deleted everything in, like, my rage after the breakup. And somehow, in some random hidden folder, I found that one picture. Like, where I look really good. So I was like, oh, cool. That really did happen. I did have a relationship. (laughs) So you just crop them out. And you can use the picture. Yeah, maybe. It's not so much that. I just wanted, like, at least... I felt like, um... Not that I was bitter about the breakup, but I was, like, ugh. Like, just wanted to pretend it never happened after it happened. But now I'm, like, I just want some proof that it actually did happen. I've let go of a lot of those feelings. You know. That's good. Yeah. Growth. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Tinan got his revenge on me for the last episode so i think we're even now after that yeah photo. yeah i would say can i see the photo like just can you send it to me another time another time yeah yeah okay. we can't, if, if that person couldn't sue me for defamation I would put it on <laughs> to get you for this podcast but that person could sue me for defamation okay. i'm pretty I... sure so <laughs> no we're not going to use their identity i really can't do that in the uk there's like a lot of gdpr laws I would never. Yeah. Um, okay, good to know. Something else is a big thing that happened this week. Mm. You finally watched Real Housewives of Potomac. I did. I watched season five. Um, thankfully, there's a lot of recaps on Potomac, actually. So I felt like I watched season four as well. But um, I did watch season five. I smashed it in about two days. I loved it. Two days? Well done. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good, isn't it? It's probably one of the most iconic seasons that's ever happened. It is very good. So, can you hear your thoughts? You've been holding them back all this time. Let them loose. Honestly, I just, I don't really have thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, and my feeling is I feel really sad about Monique because I was like a big Monique lover before this season. And I, mm-hmm. if you had told me I was going to go into this season and come out like being like, no, absolutely not. She's a lunatic. I would have like scoffed. There's no way. But she mm-hmm. really, 
is really awful in this season and she has no remorse and she's being very cold in the aftermath of her fight that she had with Candace that got very physical um mm. because last episode Karen who's the best by the way did you love Karen yeah grand dumb. <laughs> the grand dumb. Karen's amazing and she unfortunately though is really good friends with Monique so she hosted like this thing where she got everyone together after the event and Monique was just being really weird about it and like not very like apologetic like Candace wasn't there to be fair but she was just very cold about it and I think she thought that they should all just give her a pass for that like for what she did and they did not and Giselle even had like security she brought her insecurity which I thought was very funny and she also made a comment oh my god this is what I had feelings about Giselle fucking Bryant was like um what did she say about being like I think she said something about being around Monique whatever she was like Jamal and I have images to uphold Mm. like Jamal her pastor ex-husband pastor how do I say that I say it sounds like I'm saying pasta like to eat pastor pastor I don't think we can say it properly because we've Put an A on the end. Yeah. Pas- pastor? I'm not going to say yes. that. <laughs> anyway, he is her ex-husband and they've got three kids together and now she's like reunited with him. He has like six other baby mamas and like kids and stuff and cheated on her all throughout their relationship and has even stories have come out where he's um impregnated like underage teenage girls from his parish. And, like, had relations with them. So, anyway, basically there is nothing good about Jamal, the the, the pastor's, like, image at all whatsoever. And it's kind of a joke that Giselle was trying to protect their honour and having security around her to do so. But, um, I think Candace has come out of a... Like, she stayed very calm and she's obviously done a lot of work on herself since she used to kick off back in the olden days of the show because she's, like, thrown a butter knife at someone before, I think. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, Monique just has not bounced back from this. I think anyone that still is defending Monique has their head in the sand because she's acted completely irrationally and in the before and after of what happened. Do you agree? Um, I don't... I have a different perspective on conflict, I think, but I think it's very important to acknowledge that the um the like tensions in this situation are very to do with how um black women are perceived in the usa right Mm -hmm. so a lot of the women um when they gather together to have like wendy sorry like with wendy and that when they did the intervention right yeah so their concern was that monique has you know, is a public figure, is on television and has represented um, black women as aggressive when black people are represented as aggressive in the USA for um, certain, you know, settler colonial and political reasons. Yeah, so their concern Um, was a lot around respectability politics, like after it happened, right? You can say say respectability politics. Like, I think that was definitely... Giselle's concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes it's important to acknowledge that um, representation have serious um, physical and political implications, mm-hmm. and that goes beyond respectability politics. Yeah. Um, so I understand why um, those people were so upset, and you know, like there are certain situations where you know um, 
I see like other mob um, behaving a certain way, especially light skin mob. Like when I see light skin mob behaving a certain way, and I'm like, don't behave like that because that has implications for other people. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Um, I can understand that perspective. Um, but simultaneously, I feel that people are being a bit too harsh on Monique. Um, okay. And the reason for that is that I don't understand, like, what the reason was that Monique fully popped off at Candace. Like, I think that is a bit of a mystery, that why she yeah. raged so hard on her. Maybe it's just that it triggered something in her and she just, like, lost it. Yeah. Um, and she mentioned that when the glass hit her face, she blacked out, right? Like, she was like, I had a rage blackout. Yeah. Um, Wendy seemed to think that sequence of events didn't add up, but I can imagine that once a glass hits someone's face that they might rage blackout to protect themselves. Like, that would be a um, physiological response, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Do you think that applies because afterwards in the car, like quite soon after, she was able to recite everything that happened? And like, she, I think she was reciting it back in a way that was like... Trying to remember? Like trying to remember it. Okay. Um, so I'm not saying she did, like what she did was appropriate. I'm not saying um, that, you know, it doesn't have broader implications. Um what like what those implications are is not for either of us to say um but what i will say is that i if from my perspective having a physical brawl is not the worst thing in the world um there i understand there are other things <laughs> there are other issues at play here um but i think the demonization of someone who just raged and someone who also raged back um, and is not experiencing the same level of demonization, I think it's a bit imbalanced. I think the way that people are treating Monique as if she's like a psychotic monster is a bit unfair. I do think that. I think it's because of like a lot of, so for the, the rest of us who've seen like, you know, every episode and when Hunter and I discussed it, it's kind of like for Monique this season, she didn't have justification really for her clear um objective of kind of taking down Candace even before this happened and I think as Hannah said a lot of it happened off camera and there had been an agreement between the women like Giselle, Robin um and Monique before the season started that they would like take down Candace and then when the season started they all kind of Candace came into a very chilled and took a different approach than she has in other seasons and you know, it was really respectable towards Ashley about the rumors about her corpse husband. So Monique was like, well, fuck this. I'm still going to go for it anyway, kind of thing. And right. got really pissed off that the others didn't want to take her down. So she's becoming like mm-hmm. increasingly incensed by the fact that she doesn't have the support that she thought she would. And that the plan kind of went mm-hmm. by the wayside. Cause she was kind of friendly with Candace, like off camera and stuff. And mm-hmm. then when they started filming, it was like a different person. So you feel like there was some sort of, like, power relation going on between the two of them? Yeah, and I think she's just frustrated that it didn't go according to the the plan that they had. So she's – that frustration is probably building constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I yeah. I not like how Giselle responded to it. Like, oh, no, it was disgusting. That was – Fully respectability politics and um, and full of shit as well coming from Giselle. 
I thought it was so funny because she was giving me like Tyra Banks vibes. Like, <laughs> we were all rooting for you. Oh. <laughs> like, relax. Like, you're not the star. Like, yeah, she was focusing on the wrong thing, I think, Giselle. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Wendy? Yeah, I love Wendy. Me too. I thought that, yeah, I could understand her response to the situation. I think that, you know, Monique, although Monique didn't show remorse, and I think, like, um, sometimes remorse also takes time. I was going to say that. We haven't seen the whole season yet, right? Like, there's more episodes of this season to come. You may see remorse from Monique um, throughout the season, especially, like, if you're in a heightened state and you're still, like, really furious it's really difficult mm-hmm. to like process it in a way that allows for remorse. So I think I do think like it's we have to give Monique the, at least the benefit of the doubt that she may show it by the end of the season. I mean, um, I hope so. It was we just tweeting weird things as well that was still kind of incendiary, you know. Hundred percent. And I think like you know, I like I said, I don't. It seems like maybe the rage wasn't warranted. I don't think necessarily the fight was warranted um but i also don't think that um physically fighting is like the worst thing in the world do you know what i mean i think there are actually way worse behaviors um to exhibit and we see way worse behaviors on real house it's almost like a very simplified version of trying to of like having a conflict right it's like the most base way of expressing yourself whereas you can be quite emotionally manipulative and psychologically damaging in other ways I think so. I mean, I think, um, like, in Western like, society, there's this idea that, like, physical – any any physical conflict resolution is base and, like, we should never resort to it and we should always do something else other than. But I do think that that sometimes results in worse behaviours because, mm-hmm. like, um, like, you know, physical physical fighting is not necessarily the same as, like, real violence. Like, real violence entails, like, abuse – power relations um like a particular kind of dynamic that's like disempowering um all these kind of things so like violence is not always physical and when it is physical it entails that other stuff as well whereas like fighting for example it doesn't always have to be like super violent um and like i said you know if there was that like power relation there well okay that's different you know what i mean like monique was really trying to take someone down because she felt some type of way about her. I don't know if yeah. that's true. But, um, from my perspective, you know, sometimes a fight is warranted. Um, and I guess right now in Monique's brain, she felt that the, the fight yeah. was warranted. But she may live, she may, you know, she may go on a journey throughout this season that's like, okay, like, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. God, you're really smart, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yeah that was a different way of thinking about it um I'm also still firmly and staunchly team nobody like I'm not ta- taking sides here I think I don't really feel there's like a very strong side to no this, it's it just good it. television <laughs> like let me ask you this right if Candace had done something really foul right really really foul to Monique would you feel that that grabbing her and dragging her was warranted. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So we don't know 
Do you know what I mean? We don't know at this stage. But regard, like regardless, I'm saying it was inappropriate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying fighting is always appropriate. Fighting is not always appropriate. Yeah. You know, there are other ways. And even Wendy was like, you know, I want to fight people all the time. And I do it with words, you know. Um, but like there are sometimes reasons that you might physically fight someone. I will say. Don't fully understand the reason yet. No, I, I will say that one of my biggest, like, life fantasies is the thought of, like, A, throwing a drink in someone's face and B, slapping someone across the face. Preferably, like, immediately one after the other, but I can't see myself ever throwing a glass of alcohol on someone and it just doesn't pack the same punch if it's anything else. Um, mm-hmm. But I, re- I would quite like to just, like, do a nice slap across someone's cheek. That's a dream. <laughs> but, like, I want it to be, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I want it to be in a moment of actually mad because, like, Kim's like, if you want, you can just slap me, like, get that out. I'm like, no, that's not the point. I want to be truly pissed off at someone to the point where I just want to dramatically slap them, flounce, and walk away, you know? We're just in it for the drama. I'm just in it for the drama. Preferably yeah. while I'm wearing some kind of, like, cape, like, coat or, like, a cool dress, you know? Yeah. There's a really good book about this. Um, it's called Conflict Is Not Abuse. Um, and I can't remember the name of the author right now, but if you Google the title, it's um, by Sarah Shulman. By Sarah Shulman. Um, I think, I think it's an important book and I think people should read it because, um, you know, we're at a time right now where we're questioning particularly, um, the, um, colonial criminal justice system. And we have to think about the fact that, you know, um, there are, there are almost worse things than um, physical conflict. And the way that Western society treats violence is like, we don't want to see it. We don't want to know people that are violent. We don't want to like process people that are violent, um, you know, mentally, cognitively. So we put them away in a box and um, away from the rest of society and this kind of thing. And so like, um, we're at a point in time where like, if we do, seriously want to address this like systemic stuff we do have we we have to think about ways that conflict resolution like can be super difficult and super confrontational and super like challenging and i think that this particular like fight was so challenging um for the women on this show and for for good reason as well yeah i agree well said no wonder people like you better no wonder people like you better. Shut up. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah, you're right. I agree. There you but go. it will be interesting to see how the um, season plays out because the two potato men, I think, are going to have a fight as well. The two who? Who's that? Um, potato men. Is that what you said? Yeah, the potato men. Ashley's boyfriend and... Candace's boyfriend. It's a it's their a husband. episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their husbands. Um, Michael Darby, the corpse, and Candace's, like, rodent-looking husband, Chris. They Potato. have a fire. Potato Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? I can't stand Michael. Michael's disgusting. He's... It's time to drop kick Michael into the sun. It's time to get rid of him altogether. So last season, and did you watch any of season four? I can't remember. 
No. Okay, so there was like a big drama because apparently one of the cameramen from Bravo accused him of grabbing his butt. And yes. Monique supposedly at her house, she had it on the security footage and that disappeared from that day. And then, so essentially kind of he got away with it. Um, and this season it feels like the producers are like, fuck you, you will not be getting away with shit. Like, we will be airing out all your fucking dirty laundry. Like, the, the episode where they were in the restaurant and she was like, I want a post-nuptial agreement or, like, we're not doing this anymore, no more threesomes, no more whatever. It's like, are you willing to commit? And he was, like, really, really truly uncomfortable and he's like I don't want to have this conversation on camera and the cameras are just like too bad so too bad like you got away with this last year but this year he's definitely in the hot seat and they're kind of putting him on blast and I love it I love it too but an interesting reveal I think this season is that Ashley and Michael have some kind of marital arrangement yeah they are it seems that like so, you know when um, Candace and Giselle pull um, Ashley aside to tell her about the text message um, from the woman that works at the strip club? Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, oh, they're like, tell her, uh, the, the person that messaged them goes, oh, he has a boyfriend and a wife. Yeah. And Ashley doesn't even blink. At all. Just cold. Blinked. Yeah, she doesn't respond at all. But then when she's like, oh, and he was asking who he could take, you know, back to the room, then she's like, oh, fucking Michael, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was more like, God, he's an idiot for, like, doing this like public mistake, not, like, that he's doing the thing that they're talking about. Absolutely. And then in that conversation that you mentioned at the restaurant, she's like, I've been doing – I've been hooking up with a girl. Yeah. So I was like, that was quite exciting i think who the hell was i talking about this to do you like we were like could bravo be ready for someone like a relationship like this like a polyamorous like married couple like who are just sleeping with different people and dating other people could this be the first bravo relationship but i mean ashley's now obviously made it look like it's not gonna like she doesn't want that anymore for the sake of whatever i'm not sure but it is very controversial because um, Michael was a member of the Liberal Party in Australia and the Christian Democratic Party in the USA. So it's, like, super controversial for him politically. Like, they're meant to be a politically conservative family. Um, but it's so interesting when it comes to, like, non-monogamy because on the one hand you have this politically conservative couple having this scandal because they have relationships with like you know yeah. same same gender people and stuff like that but then on the other hand you have jamal who is a pastor living openly with seven different partners yeah with different children right so that's another version of non-monogamy that you know giselle seems to have accepted also. i mean under the precedent that he's never going to do it again to her which i mean come on but but we don't we don't, I don't know that we know that. Like, we don't know what Giselle has accepted. But know? I feel like she said it. She's like, I will not. Like, he's, I trust that he won't do that again. Like, she told her dad that as well. She did in her little talking head thing. But maybe, like, privately, sure. But yeah. publicly, she's been like, I will not accept that continuing behavior. Right. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it was a specific behavior that she was re- referring to True. because you mentioned that. He has some 
pretty nasty, um, nasty business going on as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I felt so bad for Giselle when her dad left that restaurant. I know, but her dad's awesome. But he didn't even say to her that, like, you know, he was just like, I'm going to the bathroom and then just bailed, like, <laughs> slack as. <laughs> it is slack as. <laughs> like, that's your dad. Your dad just fucking ghosted you. I mean, parents have definitely done worse to their children. Um, I wish sometimes instead of having a conflict with me, my parents would have ghosted me at a restaurant, to be quite <laughs> frank. Nah, it was slack. I think, I don't know. Yeah, that was not, that was not on. Um, I love, who do I love on this season? I love T'Challa, obviously. <laughs> Manny's bird. Blue at Wendy. Have you ever had a bird? Like to a parrot. Hey? Have you ever had a bird? I have. I had quite a few birds growing up, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, also, don't you like Robin? I love Robin. <laughs> I love her. I would like to marry her. Um I think you'd have better chance with Ashley. I'm not interested in Ashley. <laughs> I'm interested in Robin. <laughs> Um, I really like Robin too, but like I said, she has really like two very massive downsides, and that is one that she has taken back one, and he's kind of an asshole husband who fucked around on her a lot, and then I think they're still divorced. Like I don't think they're remarried, but she wants to get married again, and also she's best friends with Giselle. So like neither of those two things bode well for her, who I think as a like as a person, but yeah, she's pretty great this season. Look. To me, those seem downsides about the other people in the relationship. They don't seem downsides about Robin. Like, Robin didn't act that way. I uh, True. That way. So, I'm here to say that I actually, to be fair, I do see Robin do toxic stuff. Like, there was, like, a few times in the season where Robin, like, dogged in other people. Oh, yeah. Saying, oh, she loves people. doing that. You are super sly. Um, but the way that you conduct yourself while you do it, I can respect it. <laughs> oh, you just want to kiss her face. I do. She's so... I just love her demeanour. Like, she's just, like, so calm but cheeky. I, I love it. I would love to That's know what's... <laughs> That's wife material, did you say? I'm going to find yeah. out what star sign she is because now I want to know. I feel like I should know things a lot quicker. She's an Aries. I love an Aries. <laughs> you do, and her moon is in Taurus. Nice. That's your people. Anyway, there you go. She's Excellent. a fucking fiery Aries, no wonder. She's a pretty chill Aries, though. Yeah, because she's got the Taurus moon, I reckon. True. True. Um, speaking of Robin, but another one. Robin Rihanna Fenty had a uh, released Savage X Fenty Volume 2 this week. This week? Yes. Was it last week? I don't know. It came out. It was like the second, I think. Oh, my God. It was incredible. What were your thoughts? <sighs> I had so many thoughts. I think she's so beautiful, honestly. First of all, I just need to have a moment. She's just the most beautiful, ridiculous human being and when she wore those really 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 high paint and black 
stilettos. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just amazing. And I will say, I mean, we can talk about it, but I think something happened at the show and what Rihanna did afterwards was one of the best examples of a public celebrity apology ever. What happened at the show? So I think she used um, in clips of a song that was in the original edit, they used samples of like Islamic prayer um, Mm -hmm. and like holy songs. And then a lot of people called her out for it. And Mm -hmm. she just released one of the most honest and immediately um, like, you know, what do you call, you know how a lot of them are like, I'm sorry if you were offended. Rihanna was like, Mm -hmm. I am so sorry that I offended I had no idea. My ignorance is no excuse, blah, blah, blah. I apologize to the like Muslim community that I have like her. She just took complete agency over and responsibility basically. And then immediately rectified the situation. They did like a re-edit immediately of the show and took those parts out um, and put different music. And I just thought it was a very, very good example of like a celebrity, not horrible PR apology. Yeah. She's a legend. She's the best. She's the best. (laughs) Um, I loved it. I um, love Paris Goebel. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, of royal family fame. So the show is opened by Paris Goebel dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and royal family, a lot of royal family is in it. I think there's like seven or eight royal family members who are dancers throughout um, throughout the show. Yeah. Um, and it was just so awesome to see like, some Polynesian bodies um, in, like, a fucking Fenty fashion show. That was fucking outstanding. I loved it. Same. Um, It made me feel so happy. So happy? Yeah, like, really happy and very joyful and, like, yeah, it was just the most amount of beauty I've ever seen on a stage ever in my life. Yes. It was so magnificent. Um, I only had two complaints. (laughs) That was, I fucking hated Cara Delevingne's mullet. Same. Hideoso. (laughs) I hated it. I also just can't Um, stand her. I don't get it. And I never will. No. Look, I don't really get it either. And also, I hated Bella Hadid's fake tan. She (laughs) was too brown. Why that brown? You've got no business being the same colour as Polynesians. You've got no business. None. Um, but I do like a mullet, right? So I am a fan of mullet. I love mullet, but I cannot fucking stand when your heritage is not connected to the mullet. What do you mean? What's the heritage, Aussie? What's the heritage that's related to a mullet? Like, okay, this is a, this is where Miley Cyrus comes in. (laughs) I knew you were going to say this. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to say this. I know. I've been waiting to bring this up forever. Um, Miley Cyrus's mullet is her birthright. As Bill Ray Cyrus's daughter, Miley Cyrus's mullet is her birthright. You're she fucking idiot. She has right to be wearing a mullet, okay? You're a moron. What? I'm sorry. This is serious, okay? Now let me tell you why. In, in Australia, when you... Australia? In Australia, when you are an Aboriginal person or not even, you don't even have to be an Aboriginal person, you just have to be like mildly brown and going to school, you are not allowed to wear a 
people or going to a workplace, people will make you get your hair cut mm-hmm. or fire you or send you home from school. Or this is this is very serious to me. Okay. It is absolutely not allowed. You will not be hired. You will not be allowed to maintain your job. You will not be allowed to go to school wearing a mullet. But now that it is fashionable for um, trust funders, white trust funders who are living in, you know, metropolitan areas Mm -hmm. to have mullets, they can do whatever they want with mullet. Um, But there are people who just have mullet because their parents cut their hair or whatever who are not allowed to be wearing it. And so the mullet belongs, in my view, and also Karina, actually Karina said this, if you are not ethnic, if you're not from an ethnic background or a Bogan slash yee-haw background, I do not want to fucking see a mullet on you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Miley Cyrus is distinctly from a yee-haw background. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that off your chest. (laughs) Do you feel better? Yeah, I feel much better. Bogan or a yee-haw background. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Again, I agree on all points. Yeah. Okay, so that was a down point. Cara Delevingne's mullet, hideous. Yep. Paris Rebels mullet, quite good. Liked it. Um... Yeah, so there was like controversial mullets in the Fenty yep. Savage. Did you show. love Lizzo? I loved Lizzo. And, 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 and. The Lizzo moment is a key moment, mm-hmm. I feel, because it proves that lingerie looks better on fat people. This, yep. is, my, this is my theory, okay? Because this, Lizzo is wearing that bright blue lingerie. Uh-huh. And fully twerking, yep. magnificent, right? Yep. In front of that mirror, she's got the whole butt. The whole butt is there. All of you it. Get to bask in it for like two minutes. It's so amazing. It is so amazing. And then we are robbed <laughs> at this I'm, moment I'm to see this, what I assume is some sort of ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was dance. so weird too. Why did we flip to that? I could have interpreted dance <laughs> in the same outfit. Yeah. What is the reason? And I nobody wanted it to change. I agree. I also didn't understand why it was like, yeah, I didn't understand why that was why Lizzo's moment was followed by that. I was like, huh? Like, just keep showing Lizzo or do another thing. But do you think that Rihanna was trying to prove a point? That this is what I think. This is my frame of mind. Is that Rihanna was trying to show that. The same when outfit. You like women and you want to see them in lingerie. Why wouldn't you want to see more women <laughs> in the lingerie? No. Is this too controversial? Sorry. I don't think it's con- too controversial. I didn't think of that. I thought you, what you were about to say was, do you think her point was like she was trying to prove a point that the same outfit can look amazing on whoever? I thought. On whoever. Yeah. But I don't think it looked as good on the second. Like, that second girl was, you know, she was very conventionally attractive and, like, yeah. she was, like, muscular and stuff like that. But 
And also, I think it was the color of the outfit too, because there are some colors that like people of the Caucasian variety look worse in. A hundred percent. Bright colors look yeah. much better on brown skin. It's just it's just a known fact, like that women who are like brown or like olive to brown black yeah. look much better in yellow and orange, for mm-hmm. example. Definitely. People should just never wear those. Colors. Ever wear those colors? Never. Yeah. Um. So, like, I don't know, like, the contrast of, you know, like, Lizzo looked much better. Let's just say that. Lizzo looked phenomenal. Obviously. And it was a shame that we had to see this other person who did the interpretive dance, <laughs> which put me to sleep. And I felt like I was robbed of two minutes of Lizzo. Yeah, I agree. Also, look, we need to mention, like, you're highly biased and you're in Sorry. love. Well, you need to mention you're, like, highly biased and you're in love with Lizzo. I am in love. But who's not in love with Lizzo? I mean, other people, I guess, dumb people. But actually, not a lot of people, probably, at this point, especially after that. God, it was so good. Yeah. She she filled me with joy. I was just like, oh, I want to be her. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry to whoever that ballerina is. I'm sure... You're yeah. not sorry. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry. I, t- I take back I'm not sorry. <laughs> I know you're I'm not. I'm sure you have a lot of praise in every other aspect of your life. Um... What about the magical forest? I loved the magical forest. Oh, God, it was so wonderful. Like the pulsing flowers. Yes. I also the want um, those things that pe- the eyelashes that they had that were like petals and like lace. Beautiful. I want that on my face. Like now. Um, but yeah, I really loved it. I want to buy a lot of things. That's what, I've, that's what I've really walked away feeling. That you wanted to buy a lot of stuff. So much stuff. So many nice black yep. things. The black robe, the one with the big heavy sleeves. I love the robe. The robe is beautiful. God, I just want to swoosh around my house in that. Yes, and they had Chica, who is a rapper. uh, They're like a young lesbian rapper. I'm obsessed with them. I think their (laughs) um, music is great. It's spelled C-H-I-K-A. You can listen to them on Spotify. (laughs) They are the best. And Chica was in like butch lingerie. They were wearing like the boxes with a bra and then like the robe and they were like sitting on the yep. thing and I was like, yes, butch lingerie. <laughs> Love it. Um, it was so good. Literally and something for everyone. There really was something for everyone. There was Paris Hilton. Who, there yep. was um, Shea Coulee and Gigi. <gasps> oh, Shay oh, was right. amazing. Gigi Good there. Like, Gigi Good didn't need to be there. I'm sorry. It could have just been Shay. It could have totally. been. Slandering thin white people. Um, <laughs> but why was she there? Like, Shay could have just been there, was all I'm saying. Yeah, Erica Jane was also there. Um, one of the few housewives that Rihanna follows on social media, which I'm still obsessed with, who she decides to follow and comment on. She follows Dorinda and comments on her stuff a lot, and Leah. But also Erica Jane, which makes me really sad because I hate Erica now. But she did look pretty fucking great, like stomping down that catwalk mm-hmm. with like her boobies out. She mm-hmm. nailed it. She looked good, and Demi Moore also looked very good. Demi Moore looked amazing. Yes, she did. She looked very nice. <laughs> she did. <laughs> um. Yeah, I fucking loved it. It was the highlight of my week. Um. So just speaking of Erica Jane, there's some news, some Real Housewives news pertaining to her, which made me really happy. 
and that is that she's potentially being demoted from housewife of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to friend of. So, like, not an official one. And there are rumours that Lisa Rinna has been fired. Wow. Huge news this week. Like, that is massive. So we've got rid of... Who else got fired? Teddy, who I hate, who I can't stand. She's gone. Rinna potentially being fired is, like, game-changing because she is a vile monster who has no soul. And Erica is, like, so, 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 so cold and boring and she shares nothing about her life and she just kind of saves any of her good kind of witty one-liners for her interviews and then... Is completely boring around the other women. So if that those two were on my dream wish list of fucking off out of Real Housewives forever. So that wish might be coming true. And on similar... Sorry, I'm not even letting you talk. I also found out that I think Davina has left the Oppenheim group. Oh, wow. So Demon Davina will not be returning for Selling Sunset Season 4. Praying. Wow. How much good news is that? That's amazing for reality TV. <laughs> See? That fucking hands and knees brought about good news. <laughs> <laughs> Bought some good news. That's good. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to happily rejoice in those things also. That is all very, very good news. Yeah. Super positive. So what was your rating on the Fenty show? I would give the Fenty show a 10 out of 10. Although... There were some boring bits like that interpretive dance and some of the performances were good. But... I was about to say that. Some of the performances were duds. And also, what was the go with the music video at the end? Yeah, I don't know. why. why I just want Rihanna to do something. I want her to sing. I know it's not the thing because she's like a designer now and whatever. And I'm so happy for her. But like literally the whole show, she must know that everyone's just been like, you sing one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Although I loved Miguel's performance. Miguel's performance was awesome. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of performance and there was a lot of quiet moments where I was like, come on. I think that it was very, like, well-timed as well. Like, there were a lot of, like, peaks and troughs. So, like, she didn't just, like, give it to us and stop. Like, (laughs) she, like, let us relax for a few minutes and then was like, bam! Yeah. That's where she differs from Beyonce because Beyonce does not, let you breathe for a second. She's like, no. Like, <sighs> have you seen yeah. um, Black is King? I haven't watched Black is King. <gasps> Sorry. I don't know if Disney Plus... Well, I'm waiting to do another trial of Disney Plus when <laughs> The Mandalorian comes out, so I guess I'll watch it then. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's... <sighs> You're in for a treat. That one does not leave you, like... You have to just endure it consistently there's no like you can breathe after it's done you know yeah and you can see yeah. blue ivy's stamp all over it she's like mom you do this like grandma tina come over here this is what you're wearing now like it's just all her i love it you think it's her it is it's blue ivy how old is she how old is she old enough it's, she's a predator yeah it's, she's taken over and then at um mama tina does like a benefit in waco and Beyonce appeared to do like a little Zoom call, or whatever, and she wasn't wearing makeup and stuff. And then she was trying to tell a corny joke, and Blue covered, covered Beyonce's mouth with her hand and was like, "No." Sh-. And then comes back, and Beyonce's all dolled up. But like this child has the power. Like I can't wait to live in her era. Like I'm ready. But she pretty She's much. Gonna be- 
Yeah. She pretty much directed Black is King and one of the other directors is like, there would be moments where Blue would just walk in and be like, yes, I would like to take part in this one. And like just insert herself into the scene and pick her outfit. It's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. Amazing. After you finally watch that, we've got to talk about that as well. Okay. I'm down. Great. Um, I don't really have anything else of note this week. Do you have anything else you need to get off your chest? I know. I think we're ready to wrap up. You got the mullet thing done? Mullet thing, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holding on to that one. If there's anything else, this is your chance. Otherwise, until next week. Yeah. Until next week. Okay. Good morning. Good evening. (laughs) That will not live past episode five. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more to add um, this week other than if you have a better suggestion for the way we can start and end this show, for the love of God, please let us know. Um, Thanks once again for listening. If you enjoyed it, please, please give us a little rating or a review. Um, Five stars, obviously, otherwise don't bother. Um, And have a lovely rest of your week. Thanks.